0: Welcome. This is your break from the hustle and bustle of life. This is a judgment-free zone. So if you're feeling judgy, you can just take off your judgment pants and sit in your underwear. Enjoy our crazy conversations about everything from the best and worst parts of being single to what Dracula would do if his birth certificate weren't accepted at work. We think fun is vital. And sometimes it begins with starting over. What up? Hey friends, this is Jana. And this is Kelsey. And um, as you noticed, we have a new little intro to the Starting Over podcast. Were you vibing? Oh, I'm sure they were. Are you in your underwear? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not either. That line, I think, is just going to stick with us for a long time. (laughs) Listen, I don't think it's me. We Mm -hmm. have named her Stella. Mm -hmm. And she is not from Texas. Mm, Definitely not. Because like a Midwestern Yeah, I think she's from like... She might even be from, like, southern Illinois. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Or something. No. Or Minnesota. They're, Duluth. Yeah. Duluth. She's definitely from Duluth. Yeah. Which, I went to Duluth Trading Company for the first time the other day. Had no idea how amazing it is. It's amazing. I We're not sponsored, but if store. you want to sponsor us, Duluth Trading Company. I mean, for real. I was Happily. like, I will be shopping at Duluth, henceforth. It's amazing. hmm Yeah. Yeah, and also the selection of um also men that were shopping. <gasps> oh there? not bad. Not bad. You like liked the demographic. I was not angry at it. Yeah. You know, I mean a little little uh skinictating. nictitating, It's called nictitating. It's like eye flirting. Oh Yeah, it's like hell no, sir. Yeah. Anyway, uh Stella is the one, She's in Minnesota. Stella probably nictitates as well. She probably does. Yeah. So nictitate means eye flirting. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. Anyway. Hey, so <laughs> <laughs> we have a fun episode today. Yes. Um, I think we need to tell you two disclaimers. Both of us are a little, um, Flemmy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why. We've we were like, <laughs> Both of us did run. I don't know if it stirred up some stuff. Yeah. I don't know. And then my dog, Woodrow, is very spunky at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's currently in another room, so I think we're okay. But I can't. He's kind of running around. Yeah, so. he's feeling he's feeling vibey. Yeah, so if feeling you, spunky. If you get any spunky vibes, those are all Woodrow. So enjoy them. Enjoy them. Um, so today we're talking about '90s movies. Yes, and I'm so excited about it. Me too. Um, like what our favorite '90s films are, and so it's funny because I told Kelsey I was kind of confusing when I like presented this idea to her, <laughs> and what she came back with. I am just so impressed. <laughs> she said, hold on, I have notes. I was like, notes? And she came running in here with this <laughs> crink- <laughs> <whole> paper. <laughs> Ma'am, you crinkled it. <laughs> you crinkled my notes. I was trying to make the note sound on the phone. We'll, on the, we'll the... put a picture on our stories of this bad boy. <laughs> it is... I'm proud of you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's... I just came with my thoughts yeah, You came with, like, legit notes. This is also what people should expect mm, from the two of us. If you want to know the difference between me and Jana, that's it right there. Yeah, I fly by the seat of my pants. Kelsey is fully prepared. <laughs> it's so weird because <laughs> I don't do this for other things in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Just the things that make you happy. Yes. Mm. Anyways. um, So, kind of, I what I did and why I have notes is because I was like, well, we're going to talk about my favorite. And... She said 90s, and I was a kid all of the 90s because I was born in the early 90s. And so I didn't, I thought about what movies did I watch in the 90s that I loved, which are pretty much Disney and Disney alone. Mm. But I know there was a little bit more, um, but they're all kids' movies. And I was like, well, my favorite was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And so I rewatched it as an adult, <laughs> which that is risky. Yes, it is. That is risky because some of my favorite movies have been ruined simply by watching them again as an adult. I'm like, ah, I should have just left it in the memory box, the memory tank. You know? Yeah. I will say, it's. I chose to focus on very specific things as a oh, child. Yeah. Still okay. loved those things. Mm-hmm. But still, and it's a great movie. It's just. It's dark. It's dark. I haven't seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame in. I mean, probably since my childhood. Honestly, I recommend. Still, I think I'm gonna go watch it again. I think I will. Up. So, do you want me to get into it? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's hear about yours. So, Hunchback of Notre Dame. It came out in 1996. Um, I. What should I start with? I, don't I mean, even know literally how to do this. anything. This is a whole page of There's no expectations. Notes. Okay. All right. All right. I'm diving in. I'm diving in. So, do you remember the plot? No. Okay. I remember he rung the bell tower. Yes. Bell, Quasimodo. And that's about it. Okay. She was a gypsy. Yes. Esmeralda was a gypsy. So was Quasimodo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, start out. Okay. Quasimodo is a baby. Okay. And his parents are in Paris, like, fleeing and trying to travel somewhere else, Um, and they get caught by Frollo, who is the bad guy throughout the entire movie, and both the parents get killed by Frollo, Oh! and this is after his mom, Quasimodo's mom, was trying to seek sanctuary in the church, Mm -hmm. and Frollo, like, pushes over, and she... She dies by getting like smashed into the stairs. It's very. It's from the beginning. It's wow. very, very dark. It's Holy very dark cow. And I didn't like, even notice that. The priest comes out and he's like, "Hey, that woman was seeking sanctuary. You shouldn't have done this. Your penance is to care for that baby." Which he thought they were like stolen goods, uh-huh. but it was a baby, and it was yeah. a form baby. And he was yeah. like, "This isn't a child. It's a monster." Which like okay, you're already like well, I watched him commit two murders, and then now he's calling a child that happens to be deformed a monster. So mm-hmm. this guy, <laughs> the worst, the worst. Yeah. And like I immediately was like, why, why did the priest think it was a good idea, this guy, that he just watched <laughs> murder two people <laughs> to give a baby to give a baby to him. Him a baby that like it's not like he was hiding from anyone that he called it a monster to. Yeah, and I was just like. Well, that was a bad decision by the priest. Okay. <laughs> I blame you. Yeah, the priest should have just been like, give me the child. And he's like, I it. Ain't him. In love. <laughs> <I'm> so, anyways, <laughs> yeah. that sets you up would 20 years later. Yep, yep. We get introduced to Quasimodo. He lives up in the bell tower. He takes care of the bells at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And he's just like observing life below. Mm-hmm. And one of his favorite festivals is the Festival of Fools. Mm-hmm. But Frollo never wants him to leave. Notre Dame. So, he, but he sneaks out. That's where the events of this da, da, da. movie take place, and so he sneaks out, and everybody thinks he's in a mask for the Festival of Fools. They mm-hmm. don't realize that that's actually what he looks like. Yeah, he gets voted king for the Festival of Fools, mm-hmm. um, and but then he starts to get ridiculed by everyone, and then Esmeralda comes to his defense. Mm-hmm. Which Esmeralda is the gypsy woman, um, and honestly, hero heroine and. Star of the show. Mm -hmm. Also, my childhood obsession. (laughs) I can see that. like, Yeah. That That checks out. Listen. Okay, no, I'll finish with the movie, and then I will tell you why I love this so much as a child. So, she, like, gets him back to Notre Dame and, like, saves him from all of that. Um, But in the process, she pisses off Frollo, and Frollo, like, has a weird obsession with her. Mm. Like he has there's this song called Hellfire. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. Like yeah. Homeboy is not only a murderer and horrible in general, he's also creepy. Ooh. Yeah. He's like getting he's getting like bad points in all the categories yes. of who you don't want to be. As a human, yeah? You know? Yeah. And uh someone you don't really want to be around. Yes, which brings me up to like one of my first things I realized about this movie was like I think Frollo may be the worst villain of all time, and it be it's because he's the most realistic. Oh, okay. Like, he's not some evil witch or wizard. He's not a lion. He's not yeah. whatever. He's just, like a bad person. He's a bad person that like, and there's no like. There's, okay, there's a lot of uh, villains who kind of have this, like, redeeming quality. Yeah. So you kind of, like, feel for them a little bit. But I'm like, I feel that he, there is no redeeming quality for Frollo. No, and I was reading about it, and that was purposeful by like the producers and director mm-hmm. of this yeah. movie. Is like, they didn't want to give him a redeeming quality because he, like, they thought that the villains were giving like this cool edge. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, well, like, you talk about Ursula or Maleficent yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And people were like, well, you could redeem them. And it's like, no, this dude is bad. And like, I've read about him in history books. Not him, per se, yeah, but, yeah. It, like, uh, he's a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, he's kind of the worst one of all. Because he's true. Yeah, it's like, uh, guys like this actually exist, or, like, people... And you just... It's cringeworthy. It's so You know, you're just kind of, like, churned your gut a little bit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's a pretty bad villain. He is. And so, really, like... The main point of the story is Frollo trying to get Esmeralda, trying to keep Quasimodo under his thumb, and then when no one wants to do what he wants them to do, he wants to kill them. That's the main part. There's also in the story um, Phoebus. He's the captain of the guard, and he like comes in at the beginning of the movie, um, and he's the love interest for Esmeralda, Okay, which is how I would like to refer to him, because honestly, not a main character. He's her love interest. Okay. That's about all he has That's to offer. That's about it. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, All he has
0: to offer. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good love interest. But I'm trying to remember what he looks like. Keep talking. I'm going to pull... I'm going to look at his picture. He's blonde um, and blue-eyed, and I think maybe my obsession with blonde and blue-eyed men may have started there. Because I was like, well, if it's good enough for Esmeralda, it's good enough for me. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I love that. That's where... <laughs> So, <laughs> um, oh, it's played by Kevin Klein. What? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. I know Demi Moore voiced Esmeralda. No, wait, Phoebus. Yeah. Okay. So that all happens. They, Esmeralda and Phoebus, they save the gypsies. They get out of town. Quasimodo is accepted by society. Yada yada. That's like kind of the rest of the movie. Um, there's like fire and there's. Stuff that happens in there, lots of almost death. Phoebus. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's the movie. Um, it's pretty intense. Honestly, a lot of people die in it. <laughs> even for Disney, like death. No, that you see, Disney is like yeah, pretty, it's pretty deathy kind of movie. Yeah. company. Deathy yes. kind of movie company. That's uh, quotable. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was my biggest shock from rewatching was the music. It was really good. Like really good songs. Um the opening song was amazing and set up things so well and I read in the trivia that they wanted it just to be said and they decided a song was better and it was more engaging which yeah. I 100% agree. The best line from the opening song is he saw corruption everywhere but within. And it was referring to Judge Frollo. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize that Frollo was... I, I mean, I didn't remember that he was the judge. A judge. Yeah, he was like the judge of the city or like mm-hmm. guy in charge yeah. kind of thing. Someone you don't want to be in charge. No. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite lines was, What makes a monster and what makes a man? Oh, I like that. Very good. Yeah, that's a really good one. Very good. Um, Also, another one was Life Isn't a Spectator Sport, which was said by Laverne, and she's one of the gargoyles, and I decided she was the MVP behind Esmeralda. Yeah. But yeah, she, I just, we all need one in our lives and honestly god bless the gargoyles because they bring much needed comic relief to this movie (laughs) it was so freaking dark i need to go watch that movie again so bad it was yeah um i did decide (laughs) um that frollo gets he falls to his death Uh uh-huh and it's Spoiler alert! Yeah, <laughs> oops. Um, it's from the nineties. It's, it's, it's time. yeah, and like he is trying to push Esmeralda, and so sorry that's, that's Woodrow. Woodrow's heavy breathing. He's a mouth breather. <laughs>
1: um, he's
0: trying to push um, Esmeralda and Quasimodo off of Notre Dame into a hot lead that was poured into the streets in oh. order for people to be safe. It's it's a whole thing. Just watch it. Yeah, um, and he's trying to push them, and he's like, "I will push you into the eternal." Fires of damnation. Da, da, da. I mean, like says this yeah. stuff in a Disney movie too, which I was like, wow. I was the '90s. It really in things was like, but then he falls into it, and so I was like, but the poetic justice of his death, mm, chef's kiss <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so good. <laughs> the, I mean, whatever. Okay, so I read Kelsey's notes, and I just cracked up at that line because I was like, listen, that is the, the most Kelsey line I've ever probably heard you write or say words with. Well, and I think maybe is why this movie resonated with Mm -hmm. me so much. So the big major themes of this movie are justice, kindness, and friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, Esmeralda is a chief championer of justice. She is also so good at kindness and friendship and showing that who we are and our actions matter so much more than what we look like or our status in society. And I just think she's such an amazing person or figure for little girls to look up to. And this little girl did. Yeah, that is like, I feel like the epitome of who Kelsey would look up to <laughs> as a child. Like the fire in you is just like <laughs> and justice, and like standing oh, yeah. up for what is right and like everything that you are. I loved it so much that I was her for Halloween. uh Uh-huh. And then... She was a very popular Halloween character for a while. She was. And so my birthday... Halloween's in October. My birthday's in August. The August of the following year, I had an Esmeralda-themed birthday party. Yeah. That's... So almost a full year of being, like, solidly obsessed with her. And... Who has an Esmeralda themed birthday? I not Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, not the movie. It's it like specifically Esmeralda. Esmeralda. And I'm like dressed like her again. Like, and I'm just sitting in front of my presents that are all wrapped in like Esmeralda paper. I don't know how my mom found it. Bless her. Like, Super mom. Yes. Super mom. Yes. Um, so, love those things. Would you like some history and trivia now? Yes. Okay. Okay. I said that with the ace, but I meant it with the E's. Okay. You can say it either <laughs> way and I'm all right with it. Yes. Um, so. Well, okay, sorry. This isn't a trivia, but I wrote this down. I guess it was something I got okay. from the movie okay. and it just hit me in my heart. I said, sometimes we need help unlearning the lies we've always believed. Mm-hmm. That was a good truth bomb. Wow. Okay, say it again for the people in the back. Sometimes we need help unlearning lies we've always believed. Oh, man. I could just do like a whole podcast on that one. Subject. Oh, my God. It like makes me teary. <laughs> okay, go watch my favorite movie as a child, which was amazing. Um, okay, but some history. So this is set in 1482. It is based off of the novel mm-hmm. The Hunchback of Notre Dame yep. which was written by Hugo something I forgot I didn't write it down sorry it didn't matter that much um, but in that time period of the 13th century Gothic art was huge which is what the building of mm-hmm. Notre Dame is based off of um, during the 13th century 80-90% to 90% of the population was peasants Wow, that's crazy to think. Yeah, in France. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Romani ancestors migrated to Europe from northern India, which I did not know. I'm just imagining, like, anytime I hear, you know, tidbits on history, my mind, like, wants to take me there. Yeah. To imagine, that's the first thing I do, is I imagine what it would be like to be there. Yeah. In that, and to experience it firsthand, which we're so far removed from that, but that's a... That's immediately where I I went to. Well, okay. And so I'm pretty sure that Hunchback of Notre Dame was written in the 1800s, Mm -hmm. but it was set in the 1400s. And the Romani people migrated to Europe in 1007, the year, 1007. Mm -hmm. And what was fascinating to me is, like, I was getting into this, of, like, the Romani people have had a long history of facing racism and threats of genocide in Europe ever since. Like... So we have it in this novel, which was written in the 1800s, but was prevalent in referencing a time 400 years before when they had already been there for 400 years. Mm -hmm. And then if you flash forward to the 1940s, during the Holocaust and everything that was going on, the Romani people were extremely prejudiced against and suffered huge losses to their ethnicity and their race. And then, even as far as 2012, they have been discriminated against by European governments. It's wild! And I'm just like, these people have been there for a thousand years! <laughs> and they're still working on the social justice of their people. Yes! So, I just, I kind of found that fascinating, um, but sad, so... Yeah, take that for what it's worth. That's the history. It's kind of sad. Goes along with the, theme well, the, of the whole movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, some trivia is that the three gargoyles represent the three sides of Cosimo's character. Okay, and so there's like what three sides. Laverne is optimistic. She's the one that says life isn't a spectator sport. Yeah. She encourages him and is kind of grounding and uh, has that. Then there's uh. One of them's name is Hugo, and then one of them's the other name of the writer, and I can't remember it. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, And one of the guy gargoyles, he is more, like, stoic and maybe a little more timid, but he, like, wants what's best for Quasimodo, but he's just a little more, like, reserved. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is just spunky. <laughs> like, How many are there? There's three. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they're super fun, and they're funny together. But that was a cool little nugget. Um, Esmeralda has green eyes, because her name is... uh, Esmeralda. Like, Emerald? Yeah, is a playoff Emerald. And in the Middle Ages, green eyes were a sign of evil, magic, and or rich craft. Oh, I would be half magic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that checks out for you. Yeah, I'd be 100%. So... (laughs) Honestly, it works out for me. It's still accurate, so just believe the signs. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Yeah. Anyways, Demi Moore voices Esmeralda because they wanted a huskier voice for their heroine. Oh, I like this. Yeah. All of the things that you like about this movie say so much about your personality, Kels. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, yes, like women, like, just like power. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. So it was super fun to rewatch it. It was really fun to learn some things about it. Um, It still holds up. It Mm -hmm. is definitely hitting a bit darker, but I really enjoyed it. So still recommend and thank you for. I'm going (laughs) to go rewatch that this weekend. I'm going to recommend that for a movie night. Yes. Yeah. It it was a blast. Yeah, a Hunchback of Notre Dame. 10 out of 10. Honestly, like, I wouldn't have... I mean, I appreciate how much thought you put into that. It's like, did like a whole movie report on Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, so that's fun. I get to follow that. <laughs> He's so <sorry. laughs> No, it's good. I mean, I just... I'm talking out of a deep love for 90s movies. Because I think that they're seriously like... the. I don't know. If, can you can, do you consider '90s a genre of movies or an era? You know, because I Ooh. feel like you know, because I feel oh. like '90s is its own genre because it's made unlike any other movie. But I liked era better because mm-hmm. it feels like that encapsulate encapsulates of like the time. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I feel like it's both okay. because when people say like '90s movies, it's a special like feel. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like with genre like horror movie but there's like genres inside of 90s movies you know so it's like subtypes but it could almost be like I could almost put it in a genre but era works anyway so I mean there's like the there's ones that were just like crowd favorites you Mm -hmm. know so like obviously the Disney movies like Mm -hmm. all the Disney Disney movies there was like Um, Hercules came out which another one of Kelsey's favorites Yes, Meg That (laughs) soundtrack too Do not sleep on that Hercules soundtrack Don't sleep on it Don't sleep on it? Don't sleep on it What do you mean? Don't sleep on it like give it the recognition it deserves. Have you never heard that phrase? Maybe not. I, I was like, like don't go to bed before you listen to it. Or I was yeah. like, oh, no. Um. So, but then there's Pocahontas. Was a Ugh. '90s movie, also 1995. A of Balto. Which did you ever watch Balto? It's actually a really good movie. I think I did, but I think it made me cry. And I have um all the movies I hate from the '90s because I was a child are the ones that made me cry in too much. So that would be Fox and the Hound. Oh, Bambi. Oh man, this is yeah. too much. <laughs> Which I don't need. Big even, old Crocodile Tears. I don't know if Bambi actually came out in the nineties. It may have came out in the eighties. I don't care. I watched it in the nineties, and I've been scarred ever since. So <laughs> <laughs> I will never rewatch either one of those. I hate them so much. Man, whenever okay, I cry really easy at movies. Me like, too. <laughs> it's like we watched um, Darren Hansen and theaters the other day, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I I asked my friend, I said, is it gonna make me cry? And he was like, um you might cry like a little bit at the beginning. I cried for two hours <laughs> Like, I walked out of the movie theater and this woman looked at me and I'm like, I'm pretty sure she had to hold herself back from like coming up to give me a hug because I was just a hot mess. Anyway, so um, okay, um, other like Disney ones where Aladdin came out in so good. Yes, Aladdin came out in nineteen came out in nineteen ninety two. A goofy movie. There was a lot of the Mulan. Oh yeah, all these. It was their renaissance, right? They call it, like, the Disney renaissance in the 90s when um, they released all the movies. It was amazing because Tarzan came out, which some of my favorite lines came from Tarzan. Wait, Tarzan came out in the 90s? Yeah, 1999. It just got in there. Wow. Which, like, my favorite, I was going to say, like, my favorite 90s movie came out in December of 2000. (laughs) Which we all know that the nineties didn't end until like two thousand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five yeah, like what's real, <laughs> yeah, um, so it came in just after, but emperor's new groove, oh so good,, uh, it is the most underrated Disney film of all time. I mean, just like solid lines throughout the entire thing. Oh yeah, and it's so quotable. I so mean, like quotable. I feel like it's even more fun to quote than it is to watch. I it holds up really well. We watched it a lot in college. It's so it was good. So funny. everybody loves it. Yeah, it's, it's like a good one. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay, and I also love how <laughs> I'm loving how Google put these into uh, into. Genres, uh-huh. So, like, it's 1990s romantic movies, comedies, adventure movies. Movies about lawyers is its own genre. <laughs> that was like, in which it goes back to re- regular ones. Action, Oscar-winning, thrillers, comics, buddy cop movies. Um, but I love that it was, like, specifically movies about lawyers <laughs> needed its own genre. Because there are a lot of them oh my gosh okay so if you google 90s movies there has to be at least 20 movies about lawyers that came out in the 90s enough to create out it's own genre like the firm what are some other ones um my cousin Vinny a time yep. to kill the rainmaker oh that was a good one a few good men listen though I'm looking at these I don't think I've seen a single one of these. We, so, we were originally going to do like best and worst of 90s movies, and I was having a hard time finding 90s movies that I didn't like. The only one that I came up with was Mars Attacks, and I didn't really enjoy Jerry Maguire. McGuire, um, either. Yeah, it wasn't, I feel like it was overhyped. Um, but Mars Attacks is like literally the only 90s movie that I didn't like. Okay, Lizzie, It's been a long time since I saw the Mighty Ducks. How was that connected to a lawyer? There's, I don't know. <laughs> Someone answer on her on her Instagram account. Tell us how is there oh i forgot practical magic is oh I, I saw that oh. one on the list and i was like oh she's gonna Oh, that is a top 10 meet joe black the adams family i you know. should not have let me take this <laughs> i'm just gonna start yelling things <laughs> um okay my favorite though my uh-huh. favorite 90s movie of all time was while you were sleeping with sandra bullock oh my gosh it is seriously also a very quotable movie. It's so light-hearted. It's my, one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's not technically a Christmas movie, but like, it is like, take it takes place over like Christmas and New Year's. And it's like, so Sandra Bullock's character is, she works at the train station and there's this guy who comes in every day, Peter, Peter Gallagher? Um, I'm trying to remember which one's Peter and which one's um his brother um hold on i'll look it up for you um anyway so there's a guy that she's like in love with anyway he falls he gets mugged and she and he gets pushed off onto the train tracks she saves his life and she she ends up going to the hospital with him um the EMS comes and takes him or whatever there's this big confusion and the nurse thinks that it is Sandra Bullock is his um fiance Anyway, so then, like, the whole family falls in love with her, and she falls in love with the family, and I'm pretty sure the love story is more about her falling in love with his family than even, anyway, she ends up falling in love for his brother anyway, and it's a very confusing movie, which, if you've ever seen any Sandra Bullock movie, she's, like, always caught in these, like, fun little, um, her love, like, her little romance stories, Sandra Bullock romance, you know, like, oh, um, Two Weeks Notice, is not a 90s movie, but it's another Sandra Bullock film that I super love. And it's one of those movies that I watch over and over and over on a bad day. Like, if I watch, like, if I'm watching Two Weeks Notice, you're like, oh, what happened? Because that's, like, that's my jam if I've had a bad day is Two Weeks Notice. But it's not a 90s movie, I don't think. Um, Anyway, but while you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock, Bill Pullman played Jack Jack Callahan. So that's what Peter Gallagher was the right... My yes, favorite Peter movie of While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did I say? My favorite Your part. Your favorite movie of While Sorry, sorry, sorry. My favorite part. Of while you are sleeping is whenever the kid, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so good. he throws the um, newspaper and it's icy out until he loses traction and falls over. It's in just and there's no point. There's to no it. point it's to like it. The main characters and then this like random kid that you've never seen before it's an is writing. Yeah, it's, it's an in like a transition scenes. thing, and, and he's so, okay, so funny. It's okay. There's one at the very beginning too. Whenever. um... <laughs> whenever, at the very beginning, when the credits are rolling and they're like saying all the names and stuff, there's an ice skating rink and someone biffs it, and you can see. And I'm, I started counting. I'm like, I wonder how many of these scenes are <laughs> in, in here. They just hide in the movies. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is the dinner scene. Whenever they're all sitting around dinner, and um, she like Jack uh, or Bill Pullman's character is sitting there and they're talking about like someone asks him like what kind of woman he likes and he goes i like blondes chubby ones and his mom looks up and she's like "Mm." it's so funny i love it so much um and then in the background there's so many conversations going on which i'm like this totally feels like my family um but then She says, it's somewhere in the background. She's like, "Uh, these mashed potatoes are so creamy. It's like, Mary mashed And I don't know why, but it's my favorite line of the whole movie. And I quote (laughs) it all the time. Every time we have mashed potatoes, I quote that line. I just want to see if anyone else knows. Anyway, um, it's so good. Okay, but I was flipping through there. I love a lot of '90s movies. I know, but because I, I was a kid, I didn't watch them till I was older, so I just did not know what was. You didn't know released. what you were missing. I, well, I didn't know that it was released in the '90s. That's oh, what I didn't yeah. know. No, because I watched them. Like, like, there's like Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. There is Goodwill Hunting. So, there was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. there's Rush Hour, <laughs> mm-hmm. which leads to Rush Hour Two, which is one of my all-time favorite there's movies. There's Big Daddy. Yes. It was 1999, so it was on the edge, but Yeah, it was still there. I freaking love Big Daddy. Oh, it's a good one. Um, Cole Sprouse. Shout out. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Like, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. There's uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. I love that one. Her it's crying so scene when she's reading the letter and she's like, "I hate this and I hate this and I hate this." But what and, I hate. And I hate, the hate most those. Is I don't hate really you a little bit? No, no, no. I'm so like, good. why do I resonate with that line so much? It's like <laughs> I hate you and I don't hate you. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, um, Major Pain. Did you ever watch that? No. But I love Damon. I movies. think I so. I think one of my favorite things about movies is quoting lines in different parts of life. So anytime I'm doing this, um, I think of, a, you've never, oh, so you never watched it? Oh, we have to watch it, it's so good. Um, there's the, like, he's the worst captain of like these, just these like ragtag kids at like boot camp or whatever. And his job is to pull them together. And he is the most absurd like, captain or colonel, whatever his role is. Lieutenant. No, not a lieutenant. I don't know the roles of the army, okay? He's a major. That's what he is. That's literally why his name is called Major Pace. Um, anyway, it's so ridiculous. It would never fly if it came out right mm-hmm. now, but it was so good in the time that it was. Um, anyway, the thing, the line that I think about when I'm working is, he's like, one tubby Toby, two Toby Toby. <laughs> Oh, he's just, like, the worst person to all the kids, but you love him for it. Yeah. Just go watch Major Pain. It's such a good movie. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Okay, what 90s movie would you want to live? Oh, that's hard. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you psycho. Just kidding. I can't even watch that movie. <laughs> it's creepy. Um, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I ask things. I feel like what movie do I live or what movie would I live? Would you want to? <laughs> I said, would you want would to? Would you want to? Which one would I want? I, practical magic. What am I doing? Of course oh, yeah. I want to be yeah, practical that's magic. That's absolutely you. Um, I, I don't know. The Sandlot? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just saw it on the list. Okay. Um, Ooh, Notting Hill? Okay. You know? Yeah. Just like celeb, finds this cute little local guy owning a... Does he own the bookstore? Or is he in the bookstore? Isn't... That's the one where she just... She says, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's been like made into a trope at this point. I love it. Yeah. Um, Sleepless in Seattle? You know, it's very cute. I don't know that I would put myself in any of these because they're all so ridiculous. Ooh, passport to Paris. The, the Olsen twins. I was thinking whenever I was going through, it, I was like, oh, the Olsen movies, the Olsen twin movies. Mrs. Doubtfire, solid movie. Yeah. Okay, have you ever seen the the clips of, um, the clips of where people took, they took. Scenes from The Shining and added like happy-go-lucky music to it and turned it into like a family film, and like the way that they, (laughs) yeah, and then they took Mrs. Doubtfire and put like creepy music to it and like turned it into a thriller. Like, go Google Mrs. Doubtfire thriller. I haven't seen them change The Shining into a happy. But The Shining like funny. I don't know that. I watched it one time and that's enough. I don't want to see any part of it ever again. (laughs) I've never watched it, so I can I can go in blinded. Listen, I can't watch scary movies. I'm not tough enough. It's not that I've watched them before. It's just that it's not worth it to me because I have crazy nightmares. I legitimately will lose sleep for weeks because I'll have like night terrors. It's the worst yeah Um, oh but speaking of which whenever I was scrolling through there I have my all time least favorite movie uh huh Um, It's Don't Look Under the Bed. It's a Disney movie. It came out in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, that thing gave me night terrors for years afterwards. Is that the one with the boogie monster? (laughs) Yeah, it's your old, forgotten imaginary friends turn into into your boogie boogie monster. Under your bed. Yeah, it's the worst. It's horrible. Who thought that was a good idea for a children? Did you have an imaginary friend? I didn't have... A specific one? Oh, yeah, like a lot? Yeah, just like, <laughs> I made worlds, okay? Yeah. I made worlds. Like, mm. I didn't have favorites. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, I like the world. <laughs> I didn't have imaginary friends, but I played with Barbies for an embarrassingly long time. That's uh, society stupid. You can I play with Barbies now if you want to. Why not? I don't think that if someone came into my house and saw a Barbie house set up, <laughs> that they would... I don't think you would think I was okay <laughs> if I was like, okay, Kelsey, here, I'm Barbie, you're Kim, let's play. <laughs> you look so offended. There's a Kelsey Barbie. I'm obviously really? Kelsey. Yeah. know that. I'm pretty sure. I, I may have made it up. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you came into my house and I was playing Barbies, like, actually, I don't think you would think I was okay. Okay, I do feel like you called me on that. I probably would question it, but I think I would get on board. Mm, You'd be like, I'm going to play, and then I'm going to call someone for you. (laughs) No, I don't. Like, I think I'd be like, this is interesting. And then I'd probably be down. Next time we record the podcast in my house, like, I'm going to have it. I'm going to borrow some stuff from Rye. (laughs) But, like, here's my thing as an adult, whenever... Well, I have not babysit children in a long time. Uh But when I was a teenager in babysitting, I loved when they wanted to play with their Barbies. Because I was just like, hey, yeah, man. Like, (laughs) let's have a blast. Let's get lost in this world that's not the chaos that's this real world. I love it. Well, if you guys have some 90s movies that you think are your favorite, head over to our Instagram and tell us what your favorite 90s. Or if you have opinions about any of the 90s movies we (laughs) talked about today... Shout us out there. Yes. Um, Please tell me your favorite thing you learned about Hunchback of Notre Dame. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Me? Or them? Them. (laughs) Okay. What was your favorite? My favorite thing that I learned was um, probably a history of the people, the Romani people. That was really cool to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening yep um as always you can check us out on instagram at starting over pod all right bye